Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, a clinical psychologist and practitioner of REBT, and I'm here with my co-host, Mick Berry, who not professionally, but informally practices REBT, and REBT is Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, devised by Albert Ellis in the mid 50s and started a revolution in psychotherapy, which uh, now is largely carried on by REBT therapists and cognitive behavior therapists. And uh, REBT is based on the notion that our emotions come from our thinking about situations, not from situations themselves. And it's a particular kind of thinking that's thinking in terms of demands, must, should, supposed tos, have tos, demands you put on yourself, others, or situations. So if you have uh, an emotional problem, such as anxiety, depression, or anger, look for the must, look for the should, and then question, challenge, and contradict the musts and shoulds over and over and over again. Your preferences make sense. You prefer to do well. You prefer to get approval. You prefer life to go well. But as soon as you make that into a must, then you get into emotional and behavioral problems. Today, we're going to be discussing mindfulness. And uh, we have an expert on mindfulness joining us, Yash Valenkar. And he's in Mumbai and has a website, sipemindful.com. Sipe is S-I-P-E, mindful.com. Sipe, uh, Yash, what does Sipe mean? Sipe means self-initiative for personal excellence. What was self-initiative? I for initiative. Initiative? For personal, P for personal. Yeah, what's the I for? Initiative. It's initiative, Michael. Initiative. Oh, initiative. Oh, I thought you said initiative. I didn't get that. Okay, so we're going to discuss mindfulness for health. And uh, Yash, can mindfulness be used for emotional problems like anxiety, anger, and depression? Yes, sure. So could you tell us a little bit about mindfulness? What is mindfulness and how do you apply it to these issues? Thank you for this opportunity, sir. So mindfulness is paying attention to present moment. Paying attention to the present moment? Yeah, and, and paying attention to your mind as well as your body. Noticing what is happening in your body and mind and accepting what you notice. So not doing any deliberate thinking and not reacting to what is happening in your mind as well as in your body. I see. So uh, we, we, as REBT practitioners, we generally deal with some emotional problems I mentioned. So when someone is anxious, what is your view of what's happening in their mind? Yeah, so when a person is anxious, he has thoughts about 
basically future danger it may happen it may happen and at the same time in his body he can experience some sensations like heart is uh, heart rate is increased breath rate is increased there is some movement in his abdomen and this is happened because of sympathetic stimulation so whenever any person notice that there is a, any danger our autonomous nervous system sympathetic system reacts and because of it we are in fight or flight mode i see and could you uh, tell us what you mean by danger you said when someone is anxious they they're anticipating danger is that right yes so that danger can be imaginary or um, uh, true so if so, a person has phobia about lift then that lift can be dangerous for that person the what could if, be dangerous? the elevator yeah. elevator might yeah elevator maybe may create anxiety to a person i, I don't know who has a, phobia for elevator what is a liveter i don't quite understand that so anything if anyone has fear for a snake for example then he if he see a snake he will have anxiety yeah suppose i have anxiety about this podcast not going well uh now from rebt terms my anxiety would be caused by my musk this the podcast must go well i must not look bad things must go smoothly so uh, we see anxiety caused by must now you're saying yes. it's caused by danger yes so if i have programming that this podcast will not go what i think was smoothly because i have past experience about it then i may have anxiety about this podcast right and But, whenever so that anxiety can be because of reflex action in my body as well as i am reflecting on it so my anxiety is like a, a reflex action as well as if i am thinking on that similar mode that this podcast will not be a, a smooth for me i will increase that my anxiety so anxiety is up to uh, steps first is reflex action and second is because of my thinking so rebt is very good and very useful to reduce my reflective emotions rebt is very useful to change my thinking but rebt is not so useful to my reflex action in my body and mind i see Because my view is our cognition uh, the feelings in our body uh the emotional feelings not physical feelings but the emotional feelings come from our thinking mick did you want to chime in there no no not yet yeah um so uh uh yash how do you see what a person's thinking is with, with depression as opposed to anger 
Yes, so in depression, there is a triad that I am useless, I am hopeless, and I am uh, helpless. That will be a more, and if that person is thinking on that line only, he will be more depressed. So in that case, aridity is useful to reduce that deliberate thinking. But we have two types of thinking process, automated thoughts and deliberate thinking. We name it as a self-talk. So aridity is very useful to do deliberate thinking, rational and logical. But my automated thoughts are beyond my control. And because yeah. of that automated thought, there are some changes in my body. And if I pay attention to my body and accept that those changes, I can reduce intensity of that anxiety or fear or anger. But would you agree that if someone uh, has demands and must and they change that thinking, then that could dramatically help them get over their demanding thoughts and therefore their disturbed emotions. Yes, surely. Yeah, yeah. But I experienced that beyond those demands, there is an automatic thought beyond my awareness. Uh -huh. And when anyone practices to pay attention to his own body, he can notice that there are some changes in his body because of that automatic thoughts. Uh -huh. Mick? Yeah, Yash, you said there is a thought beyond his awareness. <clears throat> I think it's possible if there's a thought beyond your awareness to have the thought become part of your awareness. So, in other words, example, you might not be aware a, of a thought, but then you can learn to be aware of a thought. Yes, but when there is a reflex action, for example, if uh, I have a pin or a, a hot uh, touch to my finger, reflexly my finger goes away. And that is beyond my cognition. It is like a reflex action. Yeah, that's true, but you're talking about physical pain and we're dealing with emotional pain or discomfort. So so anger and fear is like a, that reflex action because whenever I feel any danger without noticing that that danger is in front of me, first my emotional brain will react, amygdala. So now neuroscience has proved that our emotional brain is faster than our cognitive brain. And the mindfulness practitioner can experience it. I am practicing mindfulness meditation for last 20 years. And now I can notice that the sensation in my body is faster than thought. Uh, Mick was saying that if uh, a thought is beyond your awareness, you can bring it into your awareness. So when I work with clients, uh, sometimes they're not aware of their demands that are causing their anxiety. But then when I point it out to them and they uh, look for it, then they pretty quickly identify those 
thoughts uh, in their head that was not beyond that was beyond their awareness at one time. So that's one way to help these uh, help clients become aware of some of these thoughts. Yes, surely that is correct. Yeah, yeah. Niraj, did you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to uh, address one important point is one of the objections against REBT is it is too intellectual, where uh, where the objection is that people get it, that it is the must and should. But when it comes to applying them in reducing their emotional disturbance, it sometimes doesn't happen. And the counter from the REBTian is that whatever understanding you have is a superficial understanding. So you have to work and practice and eventually you will able to let go of your must and should. But that is where the mindfulness has a different view where it comments that the intellectual understanding is just one part of your overall, uh, uh, overall emotional apparatus. So yeah. there are some some deeper things. So Dr. Yash, uh, uh, I'm just using, uh, Dr. Yash, can you just talk, elaborate on this point? We discussed on this sometime Dr. back. Dr. Yash, before we get to you, Vic wanted to say something. Yeah, um, Naraj, I've heard that argument many times. What happens if somebody is not finding RBT effective? They're holding on to their irrational belief. They're holding on to their demand. And people cling to their demands. The only way to get rid of a demand is to give up the belief that you're holding on to. And it takes rigorous, passionate refutation of it. And it is actually quite profound to refute a demand. But people's demands are stubborn and people are highly irrational. And in order to change it, it takes persistent and acute practice, practice, practice. I have been, I can tell you, as nutty as anybody can be. I have been as depressed as anybody I can imagine. I have been suicidal. And the way I got rid of my demands was to not cut myself any slack, but to say to myself, Yes, I don't like this situation, but I can accept my life and I can accept life in general. Even if I don't like a situation I can't do anything about, it's up to me to accept it. And I am determined to accept my life and accept life in general. It is profound. It works. When people don't think REBT works, it's because they are superficially just saying, oh, I understand it, but they're not rigorously practicing, repeating, getting rid of their demands. Okay. Now, yes. Okay. Yash, thank you, you thank you, something? sir. But I will add that practice is very important, but practice should not be only a thinking level. It shouldn't be what? On, on thinking only level. So you are practicing at cognitive level only. Well, that's a good point. If I'm afraid of walking over bridges, yes, I want to get over my fear of walking over bridges. But then I also want to put it to the test to go ahead and walk over the bridge. And as I am pushing myself to walk over the bridge, I'm going to have to get in touch with my mental hang-ups about walking over the bridge and so i can approach it 
through my thoughts and the actual behavior of walking over the bridge. So yes, we don't want to just do it uh, by thinking. We also want to do it behaviorally, put ourselves in those situations that we find difficult that we want to overcome. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, so, uh, thank you for this uh, example, this anecdote. Now, whenever you, know, you have a fear uh, about walking over the bridge, do you have some body changes? Have you noticed there are some body changes that its heart rate is increased, breathing rate is increased, there is some movement in your abdomen? Because whenever there is a fear, there is a sympathetic stimulation. And because of that sympathetic stimulation, you have body changes. Have you noticed those body changes? Well, REBT says that as you change your thinking and you change your behavior, whatever sort of emotional reaction you may have and any sort of feeling in your stomach, that all ends up taking getting taken care of, and that's what I have found. Yeah, and uh, the body changes are a manifestation of your demands, your musts and shoulds. So when you reject your musts and shoulds, then you won't have those body changes like perspiration or, or heart rate increasing, those kinds of things. So it again it comes from. Oh, sir, I am uh, curious to know your views about William James, his theory about emotions. Um, what's his? Could you tell us his theory in briefly? William James, father of psychiatry, American psychiatry, he has theory William James and Lang theory about emotions. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. What what are his theories about emotions? So there are different theories about emotions and William James and Lang has proposed that we have body changes first and then we name it as a feeling. Yeah, that could be. But the first change is our thinking because our thinking causes our emotions and the body changes and manifestations. Right. If you, if if you, didn't you are... have, if I just want to finish the sentence, Yash. If you didn't have uh, a change in thinking, you wouldn't have a change in your body. Yes, but I will suggest you, if you pay attention to your body, you can notice that body changes are sooner than thoughts. But you have to practice it to pay attention to your body, and that is mindfulness practice. So whenever a person so I have one uh, experience to share. My, I teach mindfulness therapy to clinical psychologists. So one of my students was RBT practitioner and uh, she uh, learned RBT to overcome his fear about her uh, in-laws. Are you getting me? Would you no, understand not, my pronunciation? Not, not, no, no, not, not quite. Uh... I have trouble can understanding all the words. Yeah, Niraj? Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Yash is saying that he's talking, sharing a story about one of his clients who was afraid of uh, her in-laws, uh, in-laws pressurizing her, uh, in-laws uh, kind of uh, being uh, dominant over her. So she was afraid of that and she was a arbitrary practitioner. Uh, now continue, Dr. Yash. 
बाय आरिबिटी शी रिड्यूस दैट फियर शी नो ओवरकम दैट फियर अबाउट हर इन लॉज बट आफ्टर माइंडफुलनेस अप्रोच शी वॉज प्रैक्टिसिंग टू पेइंग अटेंशन टू हर बॉडी हर ओन बॉडी एंड वंस ही शी शेयर दैट शी हैज अ thought that i will call my in laws and she don't have any fear in her mind she was very okay to talk on phone but in that instance she realized that her heart is started beating so there was no conscious thought about fear in her mind because she has overcome it by aribiti techniques in spite of that she has body sensations of fear and those are non conscious till we don't pay to our body so if anyone is only living in his brain when anyone is only changing his thoughts he will not realize those body sensations yeah okay mick yeah now i would distinguish between awareness and thinking because i agree with michael edelstein we cannot have an emotion without a thought being connected to it but if somebody isn't aware of their thought that doesn't mean that there isn't thought connected to the emotion that means that they are not aware of what the thought is connected to their emotion and as human beings one of the things that we can do is we can think about thinking and rebt teaches people to think about their thinking and become aware of their thoughts if there is an emotion happening and it's manifested in someone's body there is a thought connected to it if a person isn't aware of it it isn't that the manifestation happens without a thought it's the manifestation is happening without an awareness but there is still a thought connected to the manifestation of the emotion in their body yeah and i help clients get in touch with their thought their thinking which they may not have an awareness of first well we just have a few more minutes so i uh, yash did you want to um give us a final word and conclude in in your message here yes sir so i i use aribiti to teach my clients to do rational deliberate thinking so by mindfulness awareness we can differentiate between automated thoughts and deliberate thinking and for deliberate thinking aribiti is very important very useful but for automated thoughts if we want to reduce frequency of those automated thoughts we have to pay attention to our body and notice what is happening in my body because of that thought and if i accept that thought as well as my body sensations i can reduce frequency of those automated thoughts popping up in my mind okay very very good uh yes thank you for participating in this discussion of mindfulness and rebt and uh just to remind uh the viewers you have a youtube channel called mindfulness for health and um i have a um website 3minutetherapy.com and a uh book called 
three-minute therapy. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein. If you have uh, any comments uh, or thoughts about what we discussed, please add them below and give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed this. Suggest subjects for future podcasts. Volunteer, as Yash did, to, to be a guest. And it looks like Yash survived quite well. So you could do that. Thank you, Chris Rossimi, our tech thank engineer. You, thank you, sir. From, you're welcome, Yash. Thanks, Chris Rossimi, our tech engineer, for making this all happen. Thanks, Mick Berry, uh, co-author of mine on Stage Fright, and which shows you how to get over public speaking anxiety and other types of performance anxiety. Subscribe to the Three Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.